right, welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you would be transformed by the power of the gospel. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, first, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen. And also, if this podcast blesses you in any way, would you consider writing a review and sharing this on your socials? Uh, That helps me with exposure as I get the gospel out. All right, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode. And the title of today's episode is How to Renew Our Minds. How to Renew Our Minds. How do we renew our minds? We're going to look at Romans 12, verse 2 today. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the word of the Lord. And here is Paul writing, and he tells us to not conform to the pattern of this world. And that raises a question. What is the pattern of this world? And I think one of the patterns of this world is that the world worships creation instead of the creator. The world worships creation instead of the creator. That means the world worships stuff instead of God. In fact, there is this philosophy, and we're going to look at three philosophies. Uh, But the first one is materialism. And that is the philosophy um, that says pretty much this. Having more stuff will bring us more happiness. When we buy into this worldview, when we buy into this philosophy... We're saying that if I have the most stuff in life, more toys, more money, more houses, then I win. That is how I define my win, by having more stuff. In fact, I saw a bumper sticker that said, he who dies with the most toys (laughs) wins. But this is a pattern. This is a philosophy of this world. Now, another pattern of this world is this worldview called humanism. And humanism says that humans have massive potential. In fact, we have so much potential that we don't need God and we can do life on our own, on our own strength. And we could just figure this whole thing out. And humanism is very subtle, especially for those of us who like, like to listen to uh, motivational speakers or read uh, self-help books. And hear me, I'm not against that. I'm not against self-help books, motivational speakers. But we have to be careful because humanism will teach us that we are the captain of our souls and we are the masters of our fate. Humanism says that we are in control and we don't need God. And that kind of thinking is not biblical. And I think we live in a time where there is so much motivational teaching in the church, sprinkled with a little bit of gospel. And the focus is on us. It's on humans. It's not on Jesus. And in this type of preaching, the focus is on how we can become a better version of ourselves. 
And that, my friend, is not the gospel. That is not gospel-centered preaching. Because gospel-centered preaching will always point you to Jesus. And gospel-centered preaching makes Jesus the hero of every sermon, not us. Now, I'm not saying that we can't have elements of self-help in the church when we listen to sermons. Of course we can. But the message has to be through the lens of the gospel. It has to point us to Jesus. Because if we get the gospel wrong, we get Christianity wrong. Because if we get the gospel wrong, hear me, we get Christianity wrong. So we have to remember, we are not the point God is. In fact, I would take it farther and say, God hates an independent spirit, an independent attitude that says, I don't need God. And newsflash, listen, you need God more than you think you do. In fact, we as human beings are more frail than we think. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. It is humility that honors the Lord. That's why God uses those that are humble. We see that all throughout scripture. Now, another pattern of this world is this big word Epicureanism, which says, just have a good time, baby. Eat, drink, and be merry. Like if it feels good, then do it. In fact, do it now. And these are ways that the world thinks. These are patterns of this world. Another version says the NLT says customs of this world. And Paul says, hey, no, don't conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, don't give in to thinking that these patterns will bring you joy. Because these patterns, these philosophies, these worldviews that I shared, they will overpromise and underdeliver. And Paul says, hey, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that raises a question. How do we renew our minds? Well, it begins by filling our minds with God's word over and over and over. As we read God's word, we need to let the Holy Spirit convict us over time. And as I let the Holy Spirit convict me, my mind gets renewed daily. See, God's word has to have the final say in my life. God's word is the standard by which we are to live by. And this renewal of our minds is a result of filling our minds with truth and spending time with Jesus every day. And hear me, the transformation is not just external. Like Christianity is not about behavior modification. It is about heart transformation. As we renew our minds, it leads to a love for Jesus. So we're not getting knowledge just to get knowledge. No, I get knowledge from the Bible so that it can stir up my passion for Jesus and lead me to a place of worship. And I want to suggest that's what separates the Christian from the non-Christian. It is a love for Jesus. The Christian has a love for Jesus. Now, what's interesting is that the word conform that Paul uses in Romans 12 too, is metamorpho, which describes a metamorphosis, 
which is actually the same word that he uses to describe Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then Paul also uses this word in uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18, where he talks about beholding the glory of, of the Lord. So here's what Paul is telling us. Hey, if you want a renewed mind, it's simple. Spend time with the Lord. That's what he's saying. And when we talk about renewing our minds, we have to remember, we have the Holy Spirit who will help us think biblically. John 14, 26 says the Holy Spirit is the helper. I love that. The Holy Spirit is the helper. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's the helper. So we ask the Holy Spirit to help us renew our minds. Now, two questions I like to ask myself when a thought comes into my mind. The first one is this. Is this thought a lie or is it true? Second question I ask is, what does the gospel say about my situation? What does the gospel say about this thought that just came into my mind? So I take Jesus's life, his death, his, resurrec- uh, his resurrection. I take what Jesus did for me on the cross. Remember, the gospel is who Jesus is and what he did for us. So when a thought comes, let me give you an example of a thought. My life doesn't have any value. My life doesn't matter. God doesn't care. When I get that thought, when those thoughts come into my mind, I can either accept that thought or replace it with truth. 1 Peter 2.9 says, I am God's prized possession. What am I doing? I'm engaging in battle. I am fighting with truth. And the thoughts that come into my mind, they're either leading me closer to Jesus or I'm being conformed to the world. Like there is no middle ground. Either I am becoming Christ-centered or I'm becoming self-centered. There is no middle ground. And hear me, all of us are being conformed. The question is, what are we being conformed to? And what we fill our minds with throughout the day will affect the direction that my life will go in. And if we are born again, if we are believers of Jesus Christ, I want to remind us today, we have the power to live a life of victory in our minds. Like we can win the battle in our minds. And this battle is an ongoing battle. Like this is not a one-time event that we engage in. No, it takes intentionality and it takes putting up a fight to renew our minds every day. And the reason that we fight to renew our minds is because sin has broken our minds. We live in a broken, sinful world world that, that, that has affected the way that we think. But thank God that we have the word that, 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 that is powerful to shape our thinking and align us to think God's thoughts. So we make it our aim and our goal to think God's thoughts. Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, to think on whatever is true, noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. He says, hey, think on these things. He's saying, let these things dominate your thinking. Focus on these things. One thing that has helped me renew my mind, and it's this daily renewal, is the commitment to be a student. Like, We never graduate from learning 
I am always looking for ways I can learn about God, learn about the church, learn about my leadership. And, and it's important that we stay teachable. And in order for us to stay teachable, we have to stay humble and learn to listen. Proverbs 10, 14 says, wise men store up knowledge. I love that verse. It says, wise men store up. Notice it doesn't say that wise men store up money, houses. Those things are good, but we don't store them. We store knowledge. And that happens through listening, through reading, through being open to correction. And as we make God's thoughts a priority in our lives, here's what will happen. We will grow in our convictions. We, We are convinced of some things like Like what God's word says about money, sexuality, marriage, the church. And and a conviction is not some wishy-washy opinion. No, a conviction is that thing where you're like, I believe this with all my heart. I am convinced. In fact, the word convinced means completely certain. That means we are certain. 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul says, I know in whom I have believed in. Paul is certain that that is a conviction. And I want us to remember that our minds are like a garden. We're always planting by the thoughts that we choose to think. And I want to close with a couple of thoughts that I want us to adopt as we move forward. Number one, my value is not based on how much I produce. This is so important. My value is not based on how much I produce. See, the world wants us to believe that our value is measured by how much we possess, by how much money we have. And the problem with that pattern of thinking is that once we stop producing, then we no longer have worth. And can I remind you today, our value is in the cross. We are redeemed. We are loved. We are God's prized possession. We are a new creation. We are justified. So, so, so we rehearse these truths over and over. We let the word of God wash over us. Second truth, my past does not define me. I am forgiven. We have to adopt that pattern, that thinking pattern, that my mistakes do not define me. At the end of the day, the cross defines me. Number three, my life has meaning. And I have a purpose. Number four, I don't have to hide. God's grace is available to me today. And maybe you're listening and you feel like you have sinned so much that God has run out of grace. Can I remind you today, there is grace available to you today. Run to Jesus. And I want to end with this. The transformed mind is a powerful mind and we have the power to renew our minds through Jesus Christ. This is Val's word of the day.